0: Welcome to the tech of business show. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky. And on this show, we are exposing the technology that runs growing and thriving businesses today from smart and innovative to nuts and bolts. There is no tech stone unturned. Now it's time to talk tech and let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the tech of business podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and this is the third episode in the Member Vault mini-series. For five episodes, we're discussing Member Vault in a whole lot of detail. As I'm sure you've noticed with the first two episodes, I'm having an absolute ball with this series. If you're looking to introduce something new or change things up with your online tech stack, this series is bound to help you. We're showcasing how other business owners have decided on Member Vault, what it's all about, and how it is actually used as an integral facet in their tech stack. My goal with this series is for you to use it as inspiration when you are ready to add something new to your own tech stack. Today's episode is with Jenny Waldrop. Jenny runs the Etsy shop called Fuzzy and Birch, and she uses her Member Vault to help other Etsy shop owners grow their stores. In this conversation, Jenny shares exactly how she uses Member Vault to move people from never having heard of her and just starting out on Etsy to joining her membership site and growing their own Etsy shops. If you haven't listened to the first two episodes in the series, they are episodes 43 and 44. 43 was with Member Vault co-founder Mike Kelly, and episode 44 was with the go-to gal herself, Jacqueline Malone. Simply scroll back in your podcast app to find them or head over to the techofbusiness.com website and you can find them right there on the podcast page. Before we jump into the conversation with Jenny, I want to remind you that you can get started with Member Vault on their free tier. Just go to techofbusiness.com forward slash mv. And to see all the goodies that I have in the Tech of Business Vault, the link for that is techofbusiness.com forward slash vault. I try and keep things simple here. These links are also in the show notes, so you can click over right from there. So enough with this pre-roll, let's get into the Member Vault story and meet Jenny. Jenny, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with me and being part of the Member Vault mini series here on the Tech of Business podcast.
1: Thanks so much, Jamie. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be so much fun. Absolutely. And I think that for
0: the audience, I'm going to get right to it. Jenny has started her online business, not as a digital marketer and not as a blogger necessarily. She started on a different platform and I want to give her a couple of minutes on the floor to kind of share what, how she started her business
1: and what she does. So go ahead, Jenny. Right. So I was in a miserable job, the kind of job where your boss hates you and uh, is, treats you badly for doing good work. And I was kind of like, I don't know what's going to give here. So I decided to start selling items on Etsy to try and make enough on the side so I could quit that job for a few months and find another one. Well, I never got that far. Six (laughs) months later, I was beating my corporate salary with my Etsy sales. And I basically decided to tell them goodbye and walk away. And um, from there, I continued to build my Etsy shop. I continued to build out Amazon shops, all kinds of other shops. And eventually people kept coming to me and saying, how are you doing this? Like I'm trying this and it's not working for me. So I started to teach people how to replicate my results and that's how the blog came about. So now I am an active Etsy seller with a very active blog. I have a membership program where I teach people how to sell on Etsy. And now I've been working for myself for about four years and everything is substantially better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can only imagine. I am very fortunate that I worked in a great corporate job, but my reason for leaving was because I wanted to be, mom first and so my kids were little at the time and that was so so important to me so I would go back to my corporate job and that company in an instant if it made sense in my business and I hear so often that people start their online business because their corporate job or their their job that's paying them outside of the home isn't fulfilling and is deflating and defeating and everything else. I love that you chose Etsy. How did you choose to get on Etsy? And then we're going to get into Member Vault, of course, but let's get a little bit more into the Etsy story.
1: So I actually had attempted earlier that year when I was just as miserable to start a web design business because I am a web designer by trade and I wasn't getting any traction on my own website. I couldn't figure it out. And then one day I literally woke up and I had an aha moment. I didn't know how to drive traffic for a business that was just started. I only knew how to do SEO for existing companies. That was the only practice I'd ever had. And I realized if I don't know how to get an audience, what if I started somewhere where the audience was built in? And that's when I realized I could try something like Etsy. I was like, okay, let's see if that works. And I put my web design business on Etsy and that business took off so much that I was working 80 hours a week and actually had to shut it down within about three months. (laughs) That was before I realized, oh, I could try and sell physical products where I'm not investing all my time. So I knew in advance that Etsy could work and that I could make it work. And it was mostly a matter of me being like, how can I make fast savings so I can move on from this terrible, terrible boss? (laughs) Yes. And so let's uh,
0: make sure we uh, share what your Etsy store is now and what you sell. And then we're going to go from there into your member vault story.
1: Right. So my Etsy shop is Fuzzy and Birch. My blog is also Fuzzy and Birch. I started the Fuzzy and Birch Etsy shop with anti-inspirational kind of gear. Uh, The Instagram trend of inspirational quotes had just started and I was not having it. I was in a miserable job and those quotes did not resonate with me. So I started putting sarcastic things in the shop. Um, So I have mugs, totes, prints, all that kind of stuff. Right now I also have lots of Etsy help stuff. We're thinking about adding enamel pins. When I got busy, I had to add my brother to the shop. So he and I are thinking about adding some fun pins this season. And um, yeah, that's basically the evolution of how the shop has become what it is today. Nice. And when you were describing your shop
0: and the fact that you're now teaching people how to replicate the success that you had, you are obviously doing that on Member Vault. And so let's kind of get into the Members of Vault story. How do people get into your Member Vault initially?
1: So I always have a landing page where I feature either a freebie or something like that so people can understand what it is they're getting. So member vault for me primarily drives my email opt-ins and my freebie traffic in a big way. So they will go to that landing page, put in their email. They may have come from Etsy. They may have come from Google. They may have come from Pinterest. I've tried to funnel all the traffic into one place so I can see how it behaves and basically they get themselves on that email email list, member vault automatically generates an email for them with their password and username, and they just can pop right into the vault from there and binge whatever they want.
0: And so you have a significant amount of free content and it's geared toward people who are interested in being Etsy sellers.
1: Yeah, Member Vault, like my bread and butter on Member Vault is free content. Because I had so much of it previously and it was so confusing, we decided to put it into three core free programs on Member Vault and then just allow people to go through what they wanted because we realized that people were opting into all three. And then they were getting tons of emails. It was kind of a mess. It wasn't very seamless. So we fixed that. And now it works really well. People can get as much as they want. They can refer back and forth between like different programs. So that's really, really nice. And it's been great because I can see what people complete and what they're interested in. And I know which ones convert into sales. So I know Mm -hmm. which freebies tend to make for faster sales. Yes that is that is valuable that is very very
0: valuable because now you are able to identify who is more likely to purchase your paid offers so what kind of paid offers do you have and do you sell those through member vault do you host them in member vault or are they hosted elsewhere where
1: does that look like so i do host two of my paid offers in member vault one is an etsy productivity planner so i find that when new people find me starting at a lower entry point in terms of buying into me and my brand tends to make people feel more comfortable and it just works better for my audience. I know that's not true for everyone, but in my case that has worked really well and a planner that's under $20 does that really perfectly. So it also kind of helps them to get organized. That's the number one complaint I hear. People are like, oh my God, I'm doing this and I'm doing my full-time job. I don't know what's going on. Maybe they have a kid, maybe they have multiple kids. So they're just kind of like, all the balls are up in the air at once. They Mm -hmm. get really confused. So the planner kind of helps them to map out the Etsy shop in context of what else is going on in their lives what else do they need to accomplish in a day I created the planner while I was working in a full-time job like as I was trailing off my about I had to take four weeks um, advance notice so yeah that's kind of when I was like none of these planners are working for me so I use that as one of the paid offers okay. the other paid thing that I do is I actually have a bonus where I show people how I went from a thousand dollars to forty five hundred a month on Etsy and that's kind of like a teaser. So they can see a little bit about it. And then when they click on it, it goes to my sales page for the full membership program where they can see how they can get this much bigger information that actually um, takes them through the whole process of leveling up on Etsy. Nice,
0: nice. And one of the things that I want to draw out of that is that most of the time when someone is getting started on Etsy, at least from what I've seen, they're starting it as a side hustle or they're starting it um, coming out of the stay-at-home mom space. Uh, They're wanting to do something and is bringing in extra income. And because your Etsy, Mar, you know is such a demographic it has that kind of demographic having a low price offer and not saying okay well if you want anything else from me you have to pay me x amount a month or x amount for this big huge course you are really understanding your audience and understanding where they're at and what's realistic for them in their startup phase. And I think that there are a lot of different startup phases for different businesses and different business models, but being able to identify what someone's going to be able to and want to invest in with you was, is, is paramount for your success.
1: Yeah. I agree with that so much. It's definitely one of the things when you're starting a side hustle, the likelihood that you've ever invested in your business before, or you've ever invested a significant amount in your business before is low. So people come to me, I'm their very first experience with entrepreneurs in general. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's definitely something that it helps to kind of, I guess, break the seal a little bit and also helps to introduce them to the world of online products. I interestingly get a lot of retirees who want to make money while they're retired and they don't want to sit around. They have hobbies, they have amazing skills maybe they've wanted to be artists their whole lives, but they never could. So they come and this sort of helps to induct them into that world. But just as much as you're saying, I get a lot of moms, I get a lot of military moms who are like, Oh, I don't want to sit at home anymore. Or, I want to do this. Or I have to work from home because I have small kids, but, like what can I do with myself? So yeah, it's definitely a group that I've talked to them a lot. I've sort of heard what their struggles are and that really helped me to figure that out.
0: That makes really, really good sense. So let's go back to Member Vault and how you're using it a little bit because I think that Mike and Aaron are big fans of what you're doing with the product and I want to make sure that we showcase that. So you have your freebies and you have that that area that people are able to access. And what type of content are you putting in there? Are you putting videos? Are you putting check- checklists? Or what kind, what, what does it look like when someone comes in and gets access to that?
1: I have three specific products. I would call them mini courses. One is an Etsy traffic boot camp where it basically teaches people how to word their items, call their items the right thing, do the right thing in order to get more traffic, because that's one of the biggest problems people have on Etsy. The other one is the ultimate guide to Etsy. It's basically a huge article that we divided up into eight parts that we put into member vaults so people could go through the steps and figure out, you know, what do I even need to do to make this work? Am I willing to do this much work? How does it look? What order do I need to do it in that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And then the other product is an Etsy critique challenge, which is like a self critique. So all of these things used to be five day email challenges, but I was finding that the engagement was falling off towards the end of the email challenge. Not to mention when you send people five emails, like one a day for five days, I don't know about you, but like my inbox can become a black hole real fast. Oh yes. Yes. So I felt like people weren't engaging as much as they could. And now I'm not seeing that at all. Um, so that's kind of why we did that. And that's how we used the different Kind of materials and turn them into more of mini courses instead of email sequences
0: okay so when you were doing them as email sequences i mean traditionally you get a really high open rate on your first email the second email drops and, the, and then subsequently they they continue to drop and mike and i talked about this in the intro episode to this mini series and i think that a lot of uh, the members of the tech of business community they agree they are like well email It's so hard to make sure that we get those open rates. So you've moved that over into member vault. When someone accesses one of your mini courses, are they getting access to all the days, all the features, everything right
1: at once, or are you still using the drip modules? So they do get access to everything at once. We wanted to try the binge model and see how that worked. And we found the engagement went through the roof. We did do a drip with one product, which is called Product Bootcamp, which basically shows them how to go through some basic things like listings and photos and stuff. And they get that one day after they've signed into Member Vault. So basically what happens is a day after they go in, they get this new boot camp. So it keeps their engagement up. It reminds them the vault is there and it just kind of reminds them that they can continue poking around and get more info because I noticed that engagement stays high in that first week. So I wanted to capitalize on it and make sure that they just know stuff is there for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how we use the drip. And we did that sort of as an experiment to see how it worked, but it's been working so beautifully that we haven't really felt the need to optimize it any further at this point because we're just still trying to see how people interact with it and what they want and how it works.
0: That makes really good sense. You don't need to continue to iterate if something is working. And that's something that I, I say a lot here. If you're listening to this episode and you're listening to the whole mini series about Member Vault and you- don't have something that's so broken that you need to be looking at member vault right now, save this series off for when you may have another opportunity for doing something different. I know for myself, I play around with a lot of tools because that's part of my business That's part of why I am doing what I'm doing and showcasing these different features and only. Um, halfway through recording this series, did I figure out what my member vault is going to be about. And so that is part of what my, you know, my journey has been as well. So just because we're talking about all these really cool things, doesn't mean you have to get started on them right now. And I think Jenny, that that's something that you probably say pretty regularly with your audience as well is you don't have to bite off everything just to get started. So where are you at with um, taking things beyond the freebies, beyond the, the small, uh, those kinds of things? I know you started to talk about your membership, and I was curious to know where that sits, how that, uh, how that functions. Um, I was poking around on your website, which, of course, we'll have links for in the show notes, but I was poking around on your website, so I got a little bit of an inkling, but let's go ahead and share that here.
1: So I think I'll divide that into two parts with member vault. Some of the things I'm thinking of doing that are kind of, I guess, quirky or not really what it was originally designed for, but what it works really well for is Lately, I've been doing something called Etsy experiments, which are videos where I go through my shop, I try something out that Etsy sellers are saying, we don't know if this works or not, can you just do it for us? Since I don't need my shop to make my primary income, I just do it. And if it fails miserably, great, everybody knows not to do that. But I've been using Member Vault to host those videos and give 24 or 48 hour access to my free subscribers in an attempt to try and convince them This is what's part of the paid program. You get these updates all the time. Mm -hmm. Check out these latest ones that are really juicy and then I can kind of get them onto the wait list for my membership program. So that's something I've been doing. That's been really, really fun. And it's been really nice because I'm keeping it to email subscribers. I'm able to see if they log in and what they do, what they watch. We have a really enticing one where we made hundred sales in literally like 48 hours. So that's something that we can just kind of see, how are they reacting? What are they commenting? Like, what do they want from us? Um, Which helps me to improve the product way faster as well as our advertising for it. Um, But yeah, but basically what the membership program is hosted on its own platform, it's WordPress. We did that because we have some extensive features that didn't really work like just in general on any platform. We have a mentorship program that's coming out. We have all kinds of crazy stuff. And it was one of those things where I was like, you know what, I'm willing to pay the big money because this is what happens when you do your own membership program the big money to get this hosted on a private um, server in kind of like its own place. And that means that it can become whatever it wants. And I did that because I looked at people like Marie Forleo and other people who run big programs, and I realized all their stuff is hosted in its own place, on its own URL. It's custom made. And I was like, this is going to be my one and only program. I'm never going to make another one. I'm focusing all my energy on this. So I opted to make that decision. Is that decision for everybody? No, it was expensive. It was, and it's still expensive (laughs) to this day, which is why I love member vaults. But for our membership program in particular, we opted to do that Um, and it worked out well for us. It also means that I have one place where I can watch all my leads. So all my people who are looking at free stuff and one place where I can watch all my people who are paid. So I have two kind of, I can sort of conquer and divide and conquer, I guess is what the the phrase is, yes.
0: I love that. I love that. And it's interesting that you bring that up because I mean, I'm a big WordPress fan. I've been a WordPress developer since 2010 and I mean, it's now 2019 that, you know, and it's like, wow, I can't believe it's been that long. But one of the things that I found and one of the reasons why I love these standalone systems like MemberVault is because you get the best of the best for what it's there for and that's where you know when you're tool agnostic or you can use the best right tool for what it is and in your case your best right tool for your membership platform was being having the ability to do exactly what you wanted and not have to try and conform your membership site to whatever other system you're using i really like the fact that you have two separate spaces you have one for your paid and one for your free when you come One of the questions I had for you as you were kind of describing these 24 or 48-hour visibility, can we dig into that a little bit more? How does somebody know that something is new and available for a limited time inside their vault? Do you send an email? How do they get engaged with it? What does that look like?
1: So if there's a new email that's going into the vault for 48 hours, what I'll normally do is on, say, a Monday, I'll email them and I'll say, you're getting a present. Here's what it's going to be. Here's what it's going to be about. Here's what you're going to get to see. But this present is only going to last for, let's say, 48 hours. So make sure you mark your calendar. And I give them a little link to, I think it's ad event or something yes. so that they can put it on their calendar. And I love watching people do it. Not only does it make me feel ridiculous because I'm like, I can't believe people actually would do this for me. I feel special, but it also reminds them, even if they don't look at the email, it reminds them to look at their email. So that's what I would do. And then, so that email went on, on a Monday, let's say Wednesday, I would send up the email. It's available. It's open. It's here. It's in your member vault. Here's your login. If you don't remember. And then basically I say, go nuts. Here's what you're getting. Here's the link. Watch it. Um, and then I can just basically watch the stats for those two days and see what happens, see where people go. I can even program little emails. Like if they watch both in rapid succession, I can then start to put them into the sales sequence in advance. My mm-hmm. sales sequence is getting them on a wait list first and then selling to them. Cause I find that the wait list converts literally like. Five times better than the main list. So that's always what I do. And we only do have very limited slots because I work with people one on one. So it's like I can only take so many and still give them a high level of service. So that's kind of why I do that to make sure that it works accordingly. But um, yeah, and then what I'll do after that's all done is I'll start them on the sales sequence. The waitlist people get a totally different sales sequence than the normal people. So that is a little bit to juggle, but. Basically when all is said and done to tell them something new is in member vault, it's really only two emails and that first email you can template and just swap out for, you know, whatever new thing you're putting in there, which is why I love it. It makes the process really easy. It makes my launch really fast. All I really need to do is film a video and write one very specific email about that video. The other one I can just pop the info into picture, you know, a headline here or there. And then I can just go forward with my launch and it's gone very well. It makes it very low stress for me. And it gives people what they've been asking for all along. Right.
0: I really like that. It makes a lot of sense. Um, And because we are dropping names of tools, what email provider are you using?
1: I am currently a major convert for Active Campaign. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Active Campaign. And I think
0: that uh, anybody who's been listening to me for a while understands a lot of the reasons why Active Campaign is uh, the top of the. Food chain at the moment, but I wanted to make sure that we pulled that in. Um, Active Campaign, um, Mike has done a lot of work to get there, a lot of synchronization between Member Vault and Active Campaign. So that is their preferred as well. And I was just curious if you were using that. Um, how deep are you going with your integration between Member Vault and Active Campaign?
1: Oh my God. It's like insane. Aaron actually, I was on ConvertKit, which I love too. Aaron actually had to convince me to switch to ActiveCampaign because just the level of detail I could see and how much I could do in terms of sending emails, tagging people, putting them into new automations was extremely high with ActiveCampaign. Whereas with ConvertKit, it was very limited in terms of the level of integration. So for me, I had a big list. I was nervous. I was scared, but it was ultimately the best thing that I probably did for the business. There were a lot of things I didn't know I wasn't getting with the other system on ConvertKit and I didn't realize were even possible. So Mm -hmm. it took me, I think it took her two full weeks to convince me. Um, It was (laughs) Christmas time around last year. And I remember having a full day of like, Oh my God, this is such a big like pain in the butt. I need a drink. Like it was, the next <laughs> level. but they did, um, migrate everything over for me, which made it a lot easier. And now I could not be happier and I regularly recommend it and the stuff it does with member vault. Like I haven't even touched those automations since I sent them up, set them up. It just works seamlessly. It just goes. It's so <laughs> nice. I can see my conversion rate on all of them. It's great.
0: Yes, that is such a valuable, valuable statement. And one of the things that I think is so great about the different email marketing systems that are out there is that they are all built for different purposes. And if your business falls into the categories of what ConvertKit does best stick with it because Member Vault is going to work with it as long as it's the right system for you. Um, But if it's not, then your best option is to really look at active campaign. Is that going to do the needs that you have and integrate with the systems that you're already using? So for you, Jenny, you were already... Committed to Member Vault when you realized that your email marketing wasn't up to where it needed to be. So you kept Member Vault and you added a system that was going to work well with it. And that's something else that we say regularly here on the Tech of Business Podcast and in the framework and in the blueprint diagrams that we create is making sure that your core systems, your based systems, which Member Vault is definitely one of yours, have the right support from the other systems. So Email marketing is a support system to Member Vault, not the other way around in your business. And so making sure that it works in that way. So I'm so happy to hear how well you're using Member Vault and what you're using it for and how well it's integrated with everything else. I'd love for you to share any last words of wisdom or suggestions that you have. I'd also think that maybe if you're interested in sharing how you found Member Vault to begin with, and then we can wrap things up.
1: Sure. Um, so I definitely think with a tool like this, even if you just decide to get the ball rolling and try one thing in it, like I can see how you could use this tool just for launches the way that I use it, the simple way. A lot of people think they need a lot of content or they need to set a bunch of stuff up, but that definitely, I can see how it will work without that. It's definitely not the case. I think a lot of people are simplifying in their businesses lately and finding that when they focus, it really makes a big difference. And I can really see Basically, I've kept the same three products in Member Vault this entire time and none of the traffic has ever faltered, nothing has ever really gone badly or anything. So I'm just really happy not having to constantly create free content anymore, to be honest. Um, So that is a big part of it. Um, I actually found Member Vault because Aaron and I were in a mastermind together and she was talking about it. I think that I was there maybe like a year into when they had created it. Like member vault was pretty new. Mm-hmm. I'd seen it used before by another influencer, Adrian Dorison, and I had played with it before myself. And I was like, Hmm, that's really interesting. And I think Aaron launched it. You know, Aaron's emails are amazing. The t- the emails that the member vault team sends out, like I do not keep a lot of email newsletters in my <laughs> inbox, but I do look forward to theirs legitimately. Like I really do enjoy them. So I had been opening her emails like secretly, like a crazy fan girl for a minute. So I opened one and they were talking about member vault. And I was like, this sounds really interesting. I was really having trouble. Like I said, with those, um, just engagement drop-off rates in those email series. And December is the time of the year when I basically invest in my business and decide what's going to be the big changes for next year. And one of those big changes for me was making that free content pull its weight harder. So that is why I opted to try it out and it's turned out really great. I'm really happy with it, but yeah, I think, I think that that is exactly what happened. Yeah. That is awesome. Yes. Aaron's
0: emails are incredible. And so if you are listening to the series and whether Member Vault is something you want to be looking at right now or not, definitely sign up because Aaron's emails will inspire you. And um, following uh, Mike and Aaron on Facebook is a ton of fun as well. Um, And I'm sure that if you are at all in the Etsy world, that Jenny is someone you want to uh, get to know. And I know you've mentioned your links a couple of times. Let's make sure that everyone knows exactly where they can find you follow you um, learn more about how to work with you
1: sure so you can just google fuzzy and birch it took me a while to make that happen but we are the whole first page of results if you want to look for us on etsy we're fuzzy and birch FuzzyandBirch.com is the blog or you can just be lazy and google us i'm always happy about googling myself <laughs> it took me <laughs> a long time to make it work so yeah i always tell people to google me
0: Yes. Cool. And is there any social that uh, anybody can see your activity on?
1: All my social, Instagram, Twitter, all of that is Fuzzy and Birch. So feel free to check that out as well. If you are doing Etsy stuff, I'd recommend looking at our Facebook group, which is called Your First One K on Etsy. It's a place where Etsy sellers can get support from each other in a non-judgmental environment where other sellers aren't going to keep things from you. They're actually going to help you. Um, and my assistants, my both my two assistants are in there and they regularly chat with everybody and let me in on what's going on. So I interact with people a lot there too.
0: Very, very nice. Jenny, thank you so much for coming on the Tech of Business podcast, being part of this Member Vault series. It has been super fun to get to know you. I am excited to be able to share this series with everybody and for everyone to have fallen in love with you and with Member Vault and everything else. But I really, truly appreciate you taking the time to come and share your feedback, insights, and wisdom with us.
1: Thank you so much. It was so great to be here.
0: Are you sitting there waiting to find out what my curveball question is for Jenny? Well, I'm sorry. She had so many amazing nuggets in this conversation that I didn't feel like I had a curveball but related question to ask her. So I decided to leave that out. I hope you don't mind. And if you do, let me know because I will make sure that I don't make that mistake again. Jenny is incredible. What she's doing with Member Vault and how she's positioned it in her business is something that anybody can do. It is so easy to get started with MemberVault. My affiliate link again is techofbusiness.com forward slash mv. And if you haven't hit subscribe yet on the Tech of Business podcast, be sure to go and click on that right now so that the rest of the series is delivered automatically to your favorite podcast app. And you can also share this episode, the series, any of the episodes right inside your podcast app. I would be honored for this to reach more ears, more people who are sitting saying, I want to do something new with technology in this year, in the next quarter. Let me think about Member Vault. So go ahead and send them the link to this episode and they'll be able to hear how Jenny has gotten started. Again, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to check out the Tech of Business Vault, again, that's at techabusiness.com forward slash vault. And I will see you in episode four Four of this mini-series coming out in just a few days. Thanks for listening to the Tech of Business podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Overcast, or wherever you download your favorite shows. You can also check out the show notes and learn more about me at techofbusiness.com. I'll see you next week.